Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Starting off, as always, with that weather command forecast. For the rest of your Thursday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, highs mid-70s, northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear, lows around 50, north winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the east after midnight. Friday, sunny, highs 80 to 85, east winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the south in the afternoon. Friday night, mostly clear, lows 50 to 55, northwest winds 5 to 10, shifting to the northeast after midnight. Saturday, sunny, highs around 80, north winds 5 to 15. Saturday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows around 55. Sunday, mostly cloudy, 30% chance of rain showers, highs 80 to 85. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms, lows 55 to 60, the chance of precipitation 50%. Independence Day and Monday night, mostly cloudy, 50% chance of thunderstorms, highs 75 to 80 with lows around 55. Tuesday and Tuesday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, highs 75 to 80, lows 50 to 55. And for Wednesday, partly cloudy, highs around 80. The Bureau of Reclamation has released the latest water supply outlook for the Milk River project. And while the report is more optimistic than it was in the spring, there are still some concerns. Reservoir storage at Lake Sherburn, which helps provide water for the system, is nearly full. And recent precipitation has helped make a second irrigation possible later this summer for about three weeks. At a St. Mary's Rehabilitation Working Group meeting in Haver Tuesday, co-chair Marco Manukian said they may only do a one-third irrigation. The likelihood of a second irrigation means that the water level of Fresno Reservoir will drop significantly in the coming weeks. The current forecast projects levels to drop to about 32 feet below full pool by early August. By the end of September, the water level is expected to go back up to about 11 feet below full pool. If you want more details on reservoir levels at Fresno, as well as releases from the Milk River and levels in Nelson, you can just view the story on HighlineToday.com. A man from Washington State who was convicted of first-degree manslaughter after fatally shooting his friend with a handgun he apparently thought was not loaded back in 2007 is now in custody in Hill County. Sage Bear 31 was placed in the Hill County Detention Center on June 21st and had a felony warrant for his arrest for allegedly violating the conditions of community custody. The warrant was issued out of King County, Washington, March 15th. Bear appeared in the Hill County Courthouse Monday for an extradition hearing and did not contest his extradition. In the 2007 case, Bear was sentenced in December 2008 to 130 months in prison for manslaughter. Court records out of King County state that Bear also has an active case against him for assault with a weapon. The Bureau of Reclamation wants to remind the public that possessing, discharging, and using fireworks is strictly prohibited on all BOR lands and water bodies. These areas consist of multiple reservoirs surrounding lands and campgrounds across the state. Locally, this includes Fresno Reservoir, Gibson Reservoir, Nelson Reservoir, and Tiber Reservoir, the last of which is known locally as Lake Elwell. Reclamation expects an increase in visitors during the upcoming holiday weekend. Many reservoir sites will have a heightened presence of law enforcement patrols. Visitors are encouraged to take all water safety precautions, practice patience at congested boat ramps and dock areas, clean up all their trash and litter, and be respectful to other recreationists enjoying public lands.
Hill County saw an increase in COVID-19 activity in the past week. The Hill County Health Department says between the 21st and 27th of June, there were 57 new COVID cases in the county that were reported, although some are already considered recovered. As of Monday evening, Hill County's known active case count was 38, one active hospitalization. As of Tuesday evening, the Rocky Boys Reservation was at 33 active cases. Many of these are likely included in Hill County's case count, but it is unclear how many, as reservation data is not separated by county due to privacy concerns. People that test positive on an at-home test should contact their local health department to get it verified. Taking a look at other counties' COVID updates recently, Blaine County between the 25th and 28th of June, no new COVID cases, three recoveries, and a hospitalization discharge. Their active case count one, none hospitalized, and 2,511 recoveries with 34 deaths. And over in Phillips County, they have not released a case update, but they did say they continue to see an increase in COVID cases in the community. If you test positive, stay home for five days from symptom onset. If you use an at-home test, you should report your results. They do, the Phillips County Health Department has free COVID antigen tests inside the front door of their office. Just stop and grab some. Their location is in Malta. Let's turn to state news. Starting with the news announced this morning, Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services Director Adam Meyer is leaving his position in August. Governor Greg Gianforte's office said Thursday he will be replaced by Charlie Brereton, the governor's former top health advisor, who has been serving as the health agency's chief of staff since December. The Montana Free Press reports Meyer's exit is being attributed to, quote, an ongoing family health issue, end quote, according to the press release sent by the governor's press secretary. Meyer, who relocated to Montana from Kentucky to head the state's largest agency, in fact, February 2021, has also faced challenges at the health department, including the loss of federal funds for the state's public psychiatric hospital in Warm Springs as a result of safety issues identified by inspectors with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. Brereton joined the Gianforte administration in January 2021, where he helped steer the governor's health and human service priorities through last year's legislative session. The Montana Free Press reports that days after the U.S. Supreme Court eliminated federal protections for abortion access, Montana's anti-abortion movement is struggling to find its path forward. Curbing abortion rights has long been a goal for Montana's Republican-controlled legislature, the state Republican Party, and the Republican governor, Greg Gianforte. But even after the fall of Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortions nationwide for nearly 50 years, Republicans' road to curtailing abortion rights in Montana is full of obstacles. The largest of those hurdles is another decades-old legal decision, the Montana Supreme Court's 1999 ruling in Armstrong v. State, which legalized abortion under the state constitution's right to privacy. As long as the state's Armstrong decision stands, abortion will likely remain legal in Montana, with Montana one of roughly two dozen states where abortion is expected to remain legal for the foreseeable future. Montana abortion providers are ramping up operations in anticipation of out-of-state patients traveling for their services, creating the likelihood that post-Roe landscape in Montana will lead to more abortions being performed in the state, not fewer. Kaiser Health News reports that chronic wasting disease has been detected in just one white-tailed deer on the Blackfeet Reservation, but once it's present, it's impossible to eradicate According to wildlife managers, the disease is already forcing tribal members to alter or abandon traditional practices like brain tanning, said Suda Collinglast, a Blackfeet researcher and executive director of the nonprofit cultural and educational organization Indigenous Vision. But Collinglast has received a $75,000 federal grant to run a year-long study to train dogs to sniff out CWD and toxic waste that might otherwise be ingested by people who hunt wild game and gather traditional plants. The project aims to protect tribal members' health by letting them know where the disease has been detected 
protected and where toxic waste has been found to preserve safe spaces to conduct traditional practices. Calling last hopes the soon-to-be working dogs will give officials an advantage in trying to contain the disease, which can spread undetected for years before it decimates a herd. She plans to publish a study of her work and seek additional funding to replicate it for other tribal nations in Montana and Wyoming, many of which are in areas where chronic wasting disease is more prevalent than it is on the Blackfeet Reservation. A Livingston man on Tuesday admitted to allegations that he trafficked meth in the community and carried loaded firearms in furtherance of his drug distribution. Ryan Kingsteady, 40 years old, pleaded guilty to possession with intent to distribute meth and possession of a firearm in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime. He faces a mandatory minimum 5 to 40 years in prison, a $5 million fine, and at least four years supervised release. That's for the drug crime, and for the firearm crime, it's a mandatory minimum of five years to life in prison, consecutive to any other sentence. A quarter million dollar fine and five-year supervised release. Steady is detained pending further proceedings. The government alleged in court documents on January 3rd, 2021, law enforcement conducted a welfare check on a female victim at Steady's residence. Steady was home and invited officers in to speak with the victim. While walking through the house, an officer saw a 9mm semi-automatic handgun in Steady's bedroom. The gun contained a loaded magazine with 18 rounds and was next to a holster and an additional loaded magazine. Officers seized the firearm and ammunition. Officers learned that a few days earlier, Steady had traveled with another individual to Arizona and obtained a pound of meth, which he then sold to several people. Now, taking a look at wheat prices for today, another drop in prices from the previous day. For Hill County, winter wheat $9.07 per bushel, spring wheat $9.75, Blaine County $8.97 for winter, $9.70 for spring, Liberty $9.12 for winter, $9.75 for spring, Shoto $9.07 for winter, $9.75 for spring, and Phillips $8.92 for winter, $9.65 for spring. Let's now take a look at funeral notices for today. Trista J. Doak, 46, passed away due to natural causes at her residence on Friday, June 24th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held 11 a.m. Friday, July 8th at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. James Richard Lammerding Sr., 76, passed away Friday, May 27th due to cancer at his residence. Cremation has taken place and a memorial service will be held 2.30 p.m. Friday, July 8th at a Holland and Bonine funeral home. Jim's family suggests memorial donations be made in his memory to the Haver Public Library or to the charity of the donor's choice. Patricia A. Meldrum, 77, passed away due to natural causes at Northern Montana Care Center, Wednesday, June 15th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be at 2 p.m. Tuesday, July 12th at Fifth Avenue Christian Church. Isla McClenahan will officiate. Burial to follow in Highland Cemetery. And that will do it for your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Everyone have a great rest of your Thursday and stay safe out on those roads.